I'm your inner dream monologue, and you're fast asleep, so I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Good, good Monday morning to all y'all. Yeah. This is the first time I said y'all. Oh, I, I actually cool. don't like it. I, the good fact God, that I just God. said it, I think that's it for me, guys. I think I'm going to take off. Later, buddy. It was good seeing y'all. Uh, Mike, Mike needs a soft reset. Oh, uh, it was a long weekend. That's why. But, you know, it was a long weekend of watching shows and movies because I just kind of hung around all weekend and you know we talked I think we did this a couple a couple weeks ago a couple months ago where we did like a what are we watching and people said they really liked it because you know we talk about it you're sitting around the water cooler at work and you're like oh have you seen this and they're like no I've seen it he's like oh you gotta see that and then you're like, you're like, well, have you seen this? It's like, yeah, we're only on episode four. And you're like, oh, wait till you see episode seven. Oh, you don't even know. I feel like that is every conversation that anyone has in public. It's oh, just yeah. like, are you watching this? And you're like, no, what's it on? It's like, it's on Hulu. It's like, oh, I don't have Hulu. Man, if you're not watching this, uh, I don't have I'm that. not sure if we can be friends anymore. Shoot. Uh, you haven't seen it. So, so essentially, we're just going to do that to you to where you can't talk back to us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we brought in, if you're a longtime listener, I'm, I'm trying to think of how far yeah. back this would have been. It's probably over a year at this point. But we had a producer named Jeremy that was with us for, geez, I don't know, let's call it five, six months in the middle there yeah. when we started getting on video. And we are, you know, being at Upload Media Group, um, we needed somebody. Our, our, our producers, Logan and Craig, couldn't be here today. We're like, who should we get? And we went down this long list. We got to like 10 or 11. And yeah. finally, we're like, God, none of them can do it. Who should we? Somebody's like, oh, what about Jeremy? You're like, ah, I don't know. But then we uh, tried four more. We left things on a sour note. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. <laughs> but he produced our, I guess you're about to hear it. Uh, we have uh, St. Elmo's Fire coming up. Uh, but we invited Jeremy back and we said, Jeremy, thanks for coming. We want you to join us on a brunch episode. Jeremy, how the heck are you? I'm doing pretty good, guys. How are you guys doing? There he is. Boys. There he is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, his laugh in the background, it just really added a lot. Oh, it did. Rock and roll, Daddy. And he, unfortunately, the St. Elmo's Fire episode was not funny at all, so he didn't actually laugh at <laughs> no, all. No, zero laughs. Yeah, God. we didn't. We couldn't. We're just not doing what we always do. No, you know? we're not Couldn't doing get what we do. We're, what? we're laughing too much at our own stuff. <laughs> we yeah, actually, I'm just joking. You will very much enjoy that episode. Jeremy, what's what you've been doing since you've been around, man? Since you've been with the Confused Breakfast? Uh, dad life, guys. Dad I, not life. that any of you guys would know anything about dad life, but uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, man. It's funny how much time that takes up out of your life. But well, the one thing you have been doing that I've been noticing is you decided to start a new TikTok channel because mm-hmm. you had like what was the old one? It was just like jeej jeej jeej. It's jeej. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I don't remember. <laughs> and, then <laughs> said, and then he said, "I want to do that." And you started J E E J underscore T O K jeej talk. Yeah, baby. And that took off, man. Like you, you had that. I'm guessing a lot of people might have seen that. It was the what was your most viewed one? That Freebird solo. Well, oh Jesus, I can't escape that man. I've been forever <laughs> labeled cast as Freebird guy on TikTok, which kind of sucks. Well, you you essentially played the Freebird solo note for note on TikTok, and it was awesome. I don't know, man. I, it was one of those stupid ideas where I'm like, I just realized that TikTok enabled the feature where you can record more than a minute <laughs> yeah and i was like how how can how far can we stretch it and how long would people actually sit through and watch that did you watch the retention rate uh analytics on that did most people stick around yeah for a while? no a bunch of people were like hey i want to see what the retention rate is because 90 percent of the comments are like i watched the whole five minutes <laughs> and so i posted a response to it it's me sitting in front of that screen and it like drops off to two percent after like you know 35 seconds or something. Uh, yeah fuck this guy <laughs> Okay, we get it. They don't have the stamina. I'll stop yelling free bird at concerts. He can do it. (laughs) That's what that video was for. Jerry's always like, here, look, we did it. We're done, right? Are we done? Cool. We're done. It backfired big time. Well, it's good. Jeremy's going to join us on this episode. We're going to talk about what we're watching. I think this is a great place to drop in some TV shows, some movies, some modern recommendations of stuff. Uh, Sean, I am going to start this off. I did watch The Fog. Okay. Okay. I watched The Fog, uh, John Carpenter's The Fog from 1978, 79. And as predicted, it was fucking awesome. Okay. Awesome. Uh, it, it When you're putting that type of, uh, I like that type of horror, right? The, the, the Halloween, as we got into it in our Halloween episode, the, the buildup, the tension, not just the ah, like jump scares. And when you combine that with the creepiness of like, of nautical stuff for me yeah. that I love so much. And then the, the fucking soundtrack of that movie <laughs> is like that. The fog will immediately be a rewatchable thing for me next year. I'm excited to get back into it. And a lot of it made sense. Like I watched tales of Halloween and the, mm-hmm. the radio gal, yep, same radio Barbara. gal. There was a lot of cool connections. A lot of great actors that were in that movie. I'm, I'm very excited that you made me watch that. Yeah, I'm glad you liked it, man. Yeah, it is. It's like a classic for me. It's, it's almost up there with Halloween. I would agree. It's just, it's different, but the same. Yeah. It the, feels the, the same. The small town ghost story of it. It is just like in uh, one of my favorite scenes in that movie is um, when Jamie Lee Curtis and Tom Atkins are, are uh, on that boat that was attacked. Yeah. And uh, they're just down in the hole. Yep. <laughs> and he's telling that story of like his father's coin or something. I'm just like, why is that so fucking riveting? Yeah. I love like a, a good story in a movie. I don't know. Like story time in a movie is like my, one of my favorite things. And something about uh, like nautical stuff like that, that adds a, a lore to it. And, yeah. and you know, I love sailing and being on the water and, and that that's always been fascinating to me that, that oh, sunken pirate ship or something, yeah. you know, like it's cool. I uh, liked it. Good, good recommendation. Glad. It I, will uh, immediately be on my list again for next Halloween. I unfortunately didn't do my end of the bargain and watch who Halloween. Ah, I didn't watch you did it. it. My fiance started to watch. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm watching Hubie Halloween. I'm like, I'm supposed to watch it. <laughs> Dude, there's so much stuff I didn't get around to. I know, and I know. It's fucking so hard. But I did watch uh, a couple things from my list. I'll start with uh, VHS 85, the VHS series. Okay. Um, I love those movies. It's just an anthology of like uh, found footage movies. Um, 
They've been they've been consistently pretty goddamn good, you know, a few clunkers here and there, but there's still like one short in all of them that I really like. Uh this one was pretty good. I, I like the uh the I guess like the uh what's the word I'm looking for? Um farts. Yeah, I like the farts of it. Nice, uh, nice. <laughs> the ingenuity of it. It was it yeah. was just they they kind of keep upping upping themselves. There was a few clunkers uh here and there in in this movie but uh there was like a couple in there that were like fantastic and i will i will revisit all the time but uh if you haven't watched the vhs series and and you're a fan of like that found footage kind of anthology kind of thing it is perfect the like there's four or five movies now yeah it's so so much fun. i have a story about vhs i stumbled on the first one on netflix years and years ago like when i first got netflix and i was like oh this looks interesting and the first it was like one of the first ones in that movie where it's like the dudes that are wearing the spy glasses and they pick up that chick that ends up being like a yep. demon. Yep. That scared the pants <laughs> off me so fucking As bad, adult, you guys. You're like, I don't like this. I had to, I turned it off. I was like, what the fuck is it? Like, I was not prepared for that. But on later viewings, I'm like, because the movie's called VHS and like the premise is they stumble upon this trove of creepy VHS tapes, right? Mm-hmm. But the dudes filmed that on like digital spyglass and then duped it on a tape. That didn't stand up, but that that movie fucking horrified. We're gonna me. need to we're gonna need to put this this footage we got. There's like eight hundred dollars worth of conversion tech and stuff that like they duped it onto a VHS tape. How but, else are we gonna sell this? Uh, yeah, how else are we gonna do? We this? need to move these units. All right. Well, um, uh, speaking of like. Uh, Continuing upping upping themselves, I'm thinking. Hopefully, all you guys can join in on this. Uh, Fall of the House of, Us- of yeah. Usher. Oh yeah. Did, did everyone watch Fall of the House of Usher? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I did not. You did it, <laughs> uh, AJ. I thought for sure that we could at least entice you to watch some. Oh, is that Mike Mike Flanagan? Mm-hmm. Have you? Did you do Haunting of Hill House like we asked you to do? Uh, no. <laughs> I. Did you do Midnight Mass? I'm on episode three of Midnight Mass. Okay, oh, right on. Then let did you AJ? I did the guest. Hell yeah. Okay, then I want you to go next with the guest. I did watch the guest. And I want you to talk all about it. And like I thought it was, uh, I did think it was very good, but then, God damn it. <laughs> and then then at this then then there was this point where I was like, God damn it, these guys tricked me into this into Wait, watching no, this movie. How? Yeah, because it's like, oh yeah, no, this is this is horrific. No, it's not. The guest is. <laughs> did you not finish it? Like, what's what the hell's the matter with you? You don't like action. That's not action. They're all innocent people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he really Jesus. invested in it. All right? Oh, like okay. Tell what's your favorite action movie? Tell me right now. <laughs> Lethal Weapon movies. <laughs> no, it's Lord of the Rings. And you tell me all those orcs weren't innocent. They were just no. born into this? Nobody's completely innocent. They were not innocent. They were demons. What about the soundtrack? What about it? How good was it? Of the guests? Yeah. It was solid. <laughs> like, okay, it's a it was a good movie. I enjoyed the movie. I liked the movie. I thought it was I thought it was a fun time. And then I'm just like, oh yeah, I mean like but I'm sure he's going to have some sort of like, you know, moral dilemma. Oh, nope. <laughs> nope, he doesn't. Yeah, no moral it, yeah, dilemma. But it's a commentary on the government and. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I fucking love that movie. I do too. I, like, is it not straight up like Halloween meets Terminator? The yeah, first, no, the first Terminator. It definitely is. Like, it, it's just like, man, dude's a machine. Okay, what about the best scene of the movie, though? The bar. When oh, he, when yeah. He t- I mean, like. 
does that not amp you up? Yeah, like that. Obviously, that's awesome because it's like every time, every time he goes into his little mode, <laughs> it's so great. And then he's got that drink that he that he has. Uh, I can't remember what he hit, what he like what, what he called it, but it's Tabasco awesome. and something Tabasco yeah. and uh, mm. and cinnamon schnapps or whatever, yeah. whatever Fireball basically. And uh, yeah, and dude, I mean, he just wrecks all those idiots. I mean, it's, it's great, amazing. Yeah, it's great. And then he and then he tu- he turns around and he's like. Look, man, he's like, don't let people pick on you. <laughs> if somebody picks on you, then, you know, you just take it one step further and <laughs> light their house on fire with them in it. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are yeah. we doing here? Oh. Okay. Okay, David. Thank, thanks. <laughs> well, thanks. thanks for at least watching one of our I did watch that movie. Yes. Appreciate it. Yes. Well, we do need to talk about uh, the fall of the House of Usher. Yeah. Mike Flanagan basically fun. just... <laughs> Mike Flanagan just literally can't missing. I mean, I don't know if anyone is making television episodes the way he is. You've got Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Bly Manor, Midnight Mass, and now Fall of the House of Usher. Midnight like, Club was before. Was that Fall before that? Okay, I didn't really check that out. I didn't yeah. either. I, I just think I, I I did finish Midnight Mass and I did finish House of Usher, and it's just like the man. The man literally just is a master of dialogue, character development, suspense, and then bam, like just the in Midnight Mass, the moment, I, I won't ruin it for anybody, but the the moment where the dude goes back to the community center yeah, because he forgot something, yep. that jump scare, I was by myself with an iPad in a dark room and I fucking threw the iPad <laughs> because of, because of, I don't think Jeremy's gotten there yet, maybe, but he, he will. I mean, I, I I cannot say enough about those two shows right now. It's I mean like what he's doing. I think this is his last one for Netflix too. By the way, oh, are you serious? Which, which what does that sucks. mean? Like like his contract's not up? Yeah, I think he had like a well, it sounds like a four picture series deal. I don't know. I I saw House of Usher seems to be getting streamed like an insane. Well, it's not like because it's they're top. not not because they're not successful. Oh, okay, I think gotcha. it was just like the end of a contract kind of thing. Mm. But yeah, I agree with you. Midnight Mass kind of blew me away. I don't know why I put that off as long as I did. I did too, um, man. I put it off. It like even made me question my uh my um choice of religion, you know? I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe I do. Yeah, like maybe I maybe I do like that kind of stuff. Um I, I definitely think stories about it are definitely interesting and this one is you know, it mixes the vampire lore with yeah. with the small town kind of again, island, small yes. island. It felt like the fog sort of. Yeah, and I loved I love the backstory of of all the, all the characters. Um and then yeah, Fall of House of Usher is like you've you've had these series of like Haunting of Hill House and Bly Manor and then Midnight Mass, which is like very, you get so invested in these characters in an emotional way and like a positive emotional way. And then Fall of the House of Usher is like, all these people are shitty and all these people are bad, but I still love them, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh, I, I, I think it's incredible. I think he went like super dark with Fall, Fall of the House of Usher. Yeah, he did. Uh, it's, it's, uh, they're all like Edgar Allan Poe adaptations pretty much. It's, it's, He's basing it off of the fall of the House of Usher, obviously, but then there's the Raven and every it's not a spoiler to say that Roderick Usher, it's about Roderick Usher and this uh, pharmaceutical company that yeah. he has. And then every episode is a chronicling of his kids dying because they're yep. all dying one by one. So he's trying to figure it, figure out what's happening. Um, I love the aspect of it. He's telling the lawyer this story. And so I love 
just like the the storytelling aspect of them sitting by a fire yep. drinking this like a priceless fifty thousand dollar a glass cognac or something like <laughs> yeah. that. I was like, I gotta try that. Uh, it, I love that aspect of about, about it. And then you know, seeing seeing how all this plays out is fantastic. I think he, he like you said, he just keeps knocking it out of the yep. goddamn park. And then like even doing different stuff like this, where I like I said, I felt I think. Haunting of Hill House is the most sentimental thing yes. emotionally that I've ever felt ever. in my whole life uh, watching a thing. And then this is the exact opposite, which I also love. <laughs> yes, you know? dude. Are you, Jeremy, so you're only three episodes in Midnight Mass? Yes. Are you enjoying it? So far, yes. Um, again, with uh, dad life and everything, you'd be amazed at how difficult it is to find time <laughs> to God, watch a show amazed, after <laughs> the boy goes to bed and then it's like, oh, it's 8.30, but I'm completely exhausted and yeah. don't have the bandwidth to watch this. How good is Henry Thomas in that show? Remind that might be my favorite. That might be my favorite Henry Thomas role. Remind me I'm, which one he so is. So he's the dad. He's the fisherman dad in oh, Midnight Mass. Yeah. I mean, he, I, he plays really Ed had, Flynn. Like, I don't know why yet. I like I like his like kind of masculinity in that, but he's kind of vulnerable and yeah. Even the guy that plays Father Paul, he's incredible, dude. Yeah, like, he rules. I, I don't understand how I don't even know it. Was his name Hamish Linklater? Yeah, he was in uh, the Big Short. Yeah, that's he? right. That's oh, right. Shit. He's really good in that too. I don't know. Yeah, that if you guys haven't watched any of those, it's it's time. I have to say too, Mark Hamill in Fall of the House of Usher oh, is incredible. Do you are we witnessing because of uh, Bert, because of the machine, are we seeing this weird resurgence of of Mark Hamill? I hope so. I mean, I loved him. I love Pim Pim as his character. Pim. He's so good in this. He I might be one him. of the best of, of and and maybe that's a thing to to talk about Mike Flanagan here is the crew of actors that he recycles are some of the best on the planet. Yeah, they, they are literally some of the best actors currently working right now. I will, I will say that it is like sometimes he with his rambling um, uh, monologues that he has. I love most of them, yeah, yeah. but sometimes it's like really five in an episode. Really, you're going to do that. <laughs> sometimes it gets to me. Where I'm just like, OK, I get it. We don't have to be philosophical about a lamp. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> hey, but you know what? I just realized I was watching. It was like maybe the second episode of or maybe it was even the beginning of the third episode of Midnight Mass. I don't normally clock this, but in like the intro of the episode, there was a oneer. I mean, it was a shot that was probably five pages yep. of dialogue between two actors. And I was I didn't even pick up on it until the scene had gone on for like two <laughs> or two and a half minutes. And I was like, they haven't had a single yep. cut. And they're like walking up and down the beach. And I was like, oh, yeah. holy shit, that is so... And that's just a testament to how good the actors are, like you were saying. Like, I was really impressed. And and yeah, he does use a lot of monologues, but they're carried so well they by really, the actors they choose. They really are, yeah. I, I, it's, just, it's just the amount of them to me. But when they are done like that, because he doesn't cut at all, really mostly, like, even if it's just, like, that's a one and that's fucking awesome. There's dynamics to that. But yeah. even if it's just, like, a one-two shot of, of two people yeah, talking, yeah, yeah. that's still probably a take. Yeah, it probably is. Of them, yeah. you know. Because like, they're that good. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you have to be, you're locked in as an audience member no matter what because you have to be. Jeremy, have you seen Haunting of Hill House? Uh, you know what? I feel like I started it a few years ago, but I never got through to finishing. I have a really hard time with shows. I'm more of a movie guy. Same. Oh, yeah, for sure. I Well, go go watch it if you think about it, because that to me is the greatest. That episode in the funeral home yep. is the great. The dude literally does like a 20 minute long one take. Jesus. It, it, like, and when you realize it, you're just witness. You're like in pure awe watching this going 
and you're thinking about it with a brain. Okay, so like, what are they doing behind him right now? Oh my God. So they had to move that. They had to move all this furniture while they were shooting this. And you start thinking about that. Mm. I, I That's just, I don't even, I don't even know how you accomplish that. I saw it's unbelievable. Inter- I saw an interview with him and uh, he's like, it's not even perfect either. It's not even no. like, it, like there's mess ups in it and he kept it, you know, um, you could say a little bit of a lettuce kind of thing, but um, there's an interview with him. He's like, I, I love that shot. I love doing it. Um, I will never do it again. <laughs> uh, he's like, we'll do like two or three minutes, but we're not going that long. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a question for our audience. How many times have you heard the word microdosing in the last month? My guess is that every one of you have heard it at least once, if not more than that. And there's a good reason for this. All sorts of people out in the world are microdosing to feel healthier, to feel happier, and to perform better. Microdosing is equivalent to getting in the zone, like finding that that just right feeling. You know what it is. It's comparable to completing a good workout, getting out of a warm shower, taking the first bite of an incredible meal, getting cozy in bed after a long day. There are these moments when your body and mind are relaxed and at peace and in full power. Uh, This company sent us some to try. I'm not going to lie to you. I fell in complete love with this product. I had a terribly long week last week. I just wanted to let loose, but I also had so much to do bright and early the next day. So I opted instead of my normal, like, let's pound 47 beers in the driveway. (laughs) I opted for some microdose gummies. And it was the perfect amount of THC to help me relax, forget the stresses of the day while I got to sit inside, watch St. Elmo's fire. No lazy, no hazy feeling, no hangover. Uh, It was perfect, and there's really no other way to describe it. And this comes from a guy who generally does not like the intense feeling of gummies. Yeah. These microdose gummies were incredible. And I know you tried it too, Sean, right? Yeah, I tried it. I mean, like, it's especially getting off a day of work when there's, you know, zero creativity happening and, like, it's kind of my job now to be creative as as much as we can with this. I get home and I, I'm just, I just want to, like, get something out on guitar or something like that. I uh, pop one of these in and kind of just sit there and something usually kind of comes. Or if I'm uh, knee deep into a script that I'm writing or something like that, sometimes it just kind of takes all my worries away, basically, and I just can focus on uh, my task at hand and trying to be creative. It really feels like it enhances it. It puts me in a place where uh, I have to be creative. Yeah. It, it feels good. You guys have to try it out. I'm telling you, this is like my new favorite thing. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code CONFUSED to get free shipping and 30% off your first Hell order. Yeah. That is microdose.com, code CONFUSED. microdose.com, code CONFUSED, free shipping, 30% off. Go do it. Give it a shot. Oh, uh, AJ, what about, um, did you watch... Um, uh, our boys Raiders of the Lost podcast. Did you check out their short film? Oh yeah. yeah, Midnight Ruin. Midnight Ruin. It's on YouTube, right? It's on YouTube. They did a full release on YouTube. And while what it's funny, while I was actually um, out in LA, I got a chance to meet LA. up with those guys. LA. Yeah, I go out to LA every now and again. Um, and I, so, <laughs> I go out there a lot. Uh, every now and again, uh, get some tacos. Tacos. <laughs> uh, some really good food out there. <laughs> Uh, you got to check out their food scene. It's like what, everywhere. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, that was when we did go out to to do Bert's uh, podcast. That was yeah. all. AJ's like, here's our itinerary for restaurants. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was basically. And it was it. great. It was yeah. very awesome. We needed that. <laughs> uh, and so, but I we did. I did get to meet up with the guys from Raiders, and uh, you know, uh, it's not that you ever want to be like 
like the fanboy moment. Like I wanted to obviously be genuine. And I wanted I wanted to like I wanted to ask them about the movie, and finally I did. And you know they just gave some great insights into like you know how much extra stuff there was around this movie, extra footage, um, some added story, character development, and how they just kind of decided to work their way through it, cut certain things. Um, it, it, it's a, it's a great movie. Uh, what, fifteen minute long short? I think or something it's like, like yeah, that. it's like eighteen minutes long. I want to yep, say, yep. and so it is. It's a short film, um, and really, it comes down to this opening scene of. Uh, I'll try not to give any spoilers away or anything, but basically, it's just uh, it's two old friends basically meet up in a bar, um, and one of them has an idea that he says, "Look, I've." I want basically. I, I want you to kill me. That's it. Like I want you to kill me. It's Fletch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like it's they like stole it from Fletch. It's stole it from Fletch. <laughs> but it's Completely like hey, original. Tim Matheson. He already did that. I, I want. I want you to kill me. And like I've already got it all planned out. I've even tried to do it before. I just I can never bring myself to do it. And it just kind of unfolds. Yeah. Into really the scenario of of how it goes down. So. Um, I think it's honestly, I, I'm a huge fan of short films. Agreed. I, I, I love a good short film, like a good one-off. And I really think that these guys nailed it. Um, they found some good actors. They had a they great team did. that they talked about. Um, and, and honestly kind of having to roll with the punches. They said, talked about getting to hear them talk about like, yeah, we had everything scoped out and everything like all of our, locations were 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 scouted and then we get to the filming of it the day of and there's <laughs> helicopters flying over us constantly yeah. and just all these little things that are kind of going wrong and putting them onto a time schedule you know and um restricting them down and and it was wonderful to hear them talk about the movie and uh you can really tell how passionate both of them were about this movie um just hearing them talk about it a little bit and i think they've got something that they should be incredibly proud of yeah can, man. can i pose a question to you guys yeah if confused breakfast were to write direct and possibly star in a short film what do you guys think the plot synopsis would be it would uh have nothing to do with the podcast for mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. hopefully uh, I, yeah i i've been asked this once before too and i'm like yeah like it's that's that's the goal obviously everyone in this room knows that that i want to make movies but um yeah it it would be i there is a ghost one that i'm that i want to do right now and then like me and aj have been talking about doing maybe a adaptation of one of the stories we heard on um our uh, scary stories oh no shit episode uh-huh. yeah yeah well so I, probably I, one of those would you guys be would you guys act in it i would not probably aj would yeah, I'm I'm the worst actor in in the room, <laughs> so I would propose to just be like maybe I could like make a score. You'll be the key like grip, that. okay? Like give me a, a key grip. Do, <laughs> oh, dude! I walk in, key I'm like grip. I'm You'll holding the key. Boy. Tell me when you need it. <laughs> best boy, a runner goes <laughs> against coffee. I'm a best boy key grip. <laughs> no, I'll just be. I'll be the. Uh, I want to be a producer. You'd I'll be fu- a producer. I'll fund, I'll fund and it. See, that's the thing is we. It's Sean would be director. I would be. Uh, I would. Star. I would act in it. And Mike would be the producer. Yep. And that's what we that's what we would be talking about going and doing and here, it on location. Here's what we would do. We would come to all these nego we would get everything worked out and we would get to the point where it's like, okay, cool, we're we're all in agreement, right? And I'd be like, Yep, we're in agreement. 
Except I'm going to need it to be called Mike Schulte's. It tries to make no fucking way. I'm like, then no money. Then no money. <laughs> what do, what? Just pulls a John Carpenter. <laughs> Listen, I want it to be called Mike Schulte's Fart Box. Fart Box. <laughs> Mike Schulte is like bigger than the title of the movie on the poster. <laughs> <laughs> the movie's called Mike Schulte. Mike but Schulte it's about presents. I know. <laughs> In affiliation with the Confused Breakfast. <laughs> Tiny title. <laughs> Sean's movie or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I Sexist. They, I guess they did something. <laughs> yeah, that, that actually is pretty inspiring that they did put that together. Like That'd yeah. be so fun to be a part it, of something It makes like that. me... I haven't watched it yet. I'm dying to, but uh, it makes me be like jealous. And, yeah. And, and in, a, in a very, very good way where she's like, well, they did it. But they live in L.A. Well, they, true. I mean, that, that's I mean, that's probably even harder than doing it here, to be honest. Okay, true. <laughs> like, it's, you know, there's no reason to to uh, stop me except me, and then that's what I'm doing, and I'm not going to do that anymore. So, if, so, if you ever notice that Sean's kind of absent from the from like a month's worth of podcasts <laughs> episodes, that's that he finally made the leap. Hey He's guys, like, you I'm mind if, you mind if we record yeah. at one in the morning? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we do seven episodes at one in the morning? Helicopters in the background of the podcast <laughs> yeah. episode. We we got to figure out a way. Like honestly, um, uh, uh, I'll, I'll do a, a a call to arms for like our good dedicated listeners, our Patreon, everything. I mean, I will I will say go find Midnight Ruin on YouTube, watch it, review it, give them a rating. Go on to Letterboxd, give them a rating. Um, there is a, I I think it's just so important for people to like see this movie and see other types of film and art like this, because that's how you give a more prominent voice to people who are really doing it, yeah. you know, and really putting themselves out there and getting a chance to make, I mean, work on their dreams. And I, I loved the movie. Like I, I genuinely thought like I was, um, I described it as, as in the first eight minutes, zero to a hundred and then slowly backing you and then, or sorry, zero to 60 in the first like eight minutes. And then the next 10 minutes, it's taking you from 60 to a hundred and it just keeps building that way. And I think it's super good. Oh yeah. So I did see a documentary speaking of, we're still coming out of spooky season. Did you guys see that one on Hulu called monster inside about America's most extreme haunted house? No. Is that the McKamey man? Russ McKamey, McKamey manor. They, if you don't know anything about that, you, you'd always see stuff on Facebook about it. It'd be like, the most extreme haunted house you've ever seen. You have to sign a 14-page waiver oh, to, yeah. to go in there, you know? And, and you always... Th- you That would become myth, like, lore, almost. Yeah. Like, dude, I heard about this warehouse. It's 20 stories tall, and every floor, it gets crazier and crazier. <laughs> and if you make it through the top one, you get a million dollars. Like, <laughs> you would always hear that. But there's a legit fucking dude named Russ McCamey who psychotically decided to take this into real life and he made the most extreme haunted house ever that you had to sign a documentary uh, like a a disclosure a document yeah you had to sign a disclosure it was free and you had to sign a you disclosure had, you had to give him dog food that's, and that's you, the payment. you had to bring him like a can of dog food yep. and he sadistically like basically would just torture you and it's essentially saying i'm the one that decides when this is over oh and, yeah, like even if you're like, nah, dude, that's it for me. Because there are there are companies that do things like this around that have safe words. Like the minute you say this, the story's over, we're out. He's like, no, that's not how it works here. And this documentary is on Hulu called Monster Inside. It it basically 
shows what happens there and talks about this guy's story. It's it's intense. I hear I could never do it. I hear that he's like there's a little um kind of backfire with him that he might not be like that great of a guy. No. You know, I mean obviously if you're doing this <laughs> no, shock no. of the century. <laughs> Man, I, I was just gonna say like he, Oh my god, I can't even imagine. Like there's a I can't believe that about him. He there, sounds like a great dude. What do you mean? There really is a limit to this. Like there is a safe word. Like, but he like gets it out of you too. He's like, "Are you sure? Are you sure?" Like he, you know, like slaps him around a bunch and says, "Do you want to do like end this?" And he will. But I've heard other things saying that you know that he's, he doesn't treat his staff very well. No, but there's also <laughs> That's funny. he's like, it's like well, yeah. <laughs> pulling some some patron's teeth out, and then his employees <laughs> in the background like, "Hey, can we get like dental or something?" Yeah. <laughs> No, shut the fuck up. Our what benefits you, package isn't that great. God, yeah. What made you think about dental right now? I don't, yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> um, but there's a there's a YouTube dude out there who's like, I will do anything. Like he went to this place. I'll do anything, man. Like nothing bothers me. You do yep. what, do whatever you want to me. Like freak me out. And he's like trying to expose him. Like tr- you know, like trying to yeah. Like Is that to, that reckless Ben guy? I think maybe something like that. Okay. Um, he's like trying to expose this guy, but th- like it it seems to me like he's not doing a very good job exposing him and, and McCamey guy is just like, I'm just annoyed of you. You need to just leave now. <laughs> and so he's like, Oh, he's, he's kicking me out. Like I can't yeah. do it. Like, and it's like, he's trying to like bait him into okay. a viral thing. Documentaries are always, you have to always understand that there is a motive behind it. There's docu- an like, agenda. I remember watching like uh, bowling for Columbine and just be like, Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. my God. Oh fuck. This is insane. And then you start reading. I'd be like, oh, okay, hold on a second. Like there's a, there's a reason that and it's just swayed one side. So I don't know. I'm All guessing right, spin doctors. <laughs> I'm guessing this might be also like this, but it does paint a very bad picture for this McCamey guy. Like basically he sort of handpicks like attractive women to do yeah. this so that he can then make them his girlfriend. And it's, it's, it's a little, it's pretty Molly, Molly, started watching and she's like i'm out of here and she said she had nightmares that whole like the whole night about the shit that this guy does the perfect and what i I want i want this so bad and they've done this darren lynn bowsman i think is a director who's done like saw two saw three um he did this like haunted experience thing that was like basically david fincher's the game if you've ever seen that it's michael Uh, douglas it's basically he hires his company to fuck with his life like all like real bad and I want that. Like I want I want to like leave here and like be skeptical of like the car next to me or like someone walking behind me. It's, That's it's the like horror that shit. you want. It's like and then they give you like notes here and there um to like meet me at this place and they'll meet you there and like they make you strip or something like that. They don't ever like physically harm you, but they like embarrass you or like make you think about your life in a different way. Ah. Or like they'll they'll send like little notes being like I, I saw uh I saw your fiance Katie leave today. You know, shit like that. Like, uh, what the fuck? Like, they wouldn't ever do that. Katie drives a white Ford Taurus, exactly. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, that yeah. kind of shit is, like, kind of interesting and cool to me. I would love to do something like but that. But not like Russ McCamey waterboarding people. Exactly. Even when they're like, stop. He's like, I'm not going to. Yeah. That's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. I suppose. Well, if you're suppose. not into that kind of stuff, maybe you're just a pussy. Yeah. Oh, what, what are you? <laughs> you bitching out already? <laughs> staying on uh, staying on Halloween and just a little bit. I'll, I'll briefly run through this one. It's called Dark Harvest. It's by uh, David Slade, who did Thirty Days a Night. Oh. Um, Hard Candy. Um, this movie is on uh, Hulu, I think. Hulu exclusive. Um, it's probably going to be like an, another Halloween classic out there. Oh, like, shit. I, I, uh, I, I think this movie's really well made. I think there's something about it here and there that that doesn't quite get to me, but the idea of it's really fucking cool where this town uh is um 
plagued by this like uh, uh, corn monster every year on Halloween, and it's uh, they have to gather the kids in the town, that specifically the boys, to go hunt this thing down. And when they kill it, uh, then like their crops are grown. But if they don't, and it makes it to this like one building, Whoa. then like the crops won't go anywhere or do anything. I like this. Um, but there's like some sort of like a town kind of up upheaval mixed into this as well. It's really fun and really cool. And I think especially you, Mike, you'll, you'll definitely like it. And uh, I think it might be like a, a new Halloween classic Fuck for people yeah. out there. Mm. Sean, can I ask you about if you've seen a movie? Much to the chagrin of AJ, I'm going to keep the horror <laughs> theme going. Uh, there's a movie on Netflix that I saw called uh, No One Will Save You. It's an alien movie. Did oh, you see that yet? I've heard about it and I didn't watch it. Check it out if you're into alien movies. It's kind of ridiculous and a little bit cheesy, but I love aliens. Isn't there like no dialogue through the whole movie? That's basically? correct. Awesome. That's the gimmick. I did watch, uh, I rewatched <laughs> the first Saw Oh, I haven't watched any of the saws in a long time. I did the first one and the second one, and yeah. like, this is still pretty good. Yeah. Like, I, I really do like. I started to get nostalgic, so I watched the first saw, the second saw. I was like, man, I, I do kind of like this. And then I went on to Final Destination, and I was like, I don't know if I like some of the nostalgia stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, but then I did. I, Sean, I finally watched some of the newer Halloweens. I watched Halloween t- uh, the Rob Zombie one, two thousand seven, okay. and I very much enjoyed. Especially the first half, like the the new making of the backstory of Michael Myers, of the like, this is exactly what happened to get him to his point. But then I almost didn't like as much how it was like the same Halloween story we know, but just different. Yep. That that was where I started to go. Well, they've already done it. it. I've already seen it. It's great. Yeah. But I really like the first half of it. I'm an apologist for that, and especially for uh, his second one, because I think he he didn't want to do the second one, and uh, they were like they he had a three picture deal with yeah. uh, Weinstein Company, <laughs> but um, <laughs> they were they were being scary. yeah they were being assholes <laughs> to him the whole time, and so he was like, uh, I will do the second one if you uh, if I can opt out of doing a third movie for you ever again. Wow. And so he did the second one and they're like, you can come on and do whatever you want. Like un unpure or pure unfiltered zombie, do whatever you want. And so he did. And I like that better. You like the net, the second one of his series. Yeah, definitely. Like not, not the 2007 one, whatever Halloween two is. Yeah. Like 2008, okay. nine, something like that. Yeah, I did. I, th- I thought that was at least pretty cool. And, and obviously it's great. It's very zombie and it's, it's great shots and interesting stuff, but yeah. it's just like, well, I like the original. Yeah. You know, Oh, I mean, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what you got, AJ? Jeez, I don't know, guys. <laughs> oh, somebody didn't put their notes d- down. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I've got, I've got, it's like, I was going to pull a classic, uh, I'm super stoked. Yeah, Halloween, Rob Zombie, that's awesome. Well, I was just uh, watching uh, uh, Bill Burr's new movie, Old Dad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 Which actually, it's, it turned out to be okay. It, it was okay. it was good, and it's very funny. Um, uh, what's his name? I think it's uh, uh, Bokeem Woodbine. Oh yeah, I think that's I think his, you're right. Yeah, yeah, Bokeem Woodbine. Um, he he kind of steals the show for me, to be completely honest in this. But um, but yeah, check out Old Dads. It's actually pretty fun. It's about literally just like guys who are are older. Like he's in his like like uh like very like late 40s or something i guess and he's he's got like uh, a two-year-old or something right so it was like okay cool and just talking about how much he like loves it but then 
he's living in this world. It's it, the first half of it is very much like, okay, we get it. It's kind of the okay boomer <laughs> thing. Okay. Kind of taken to a new level. Nice. His school, his kids go into like a private school for things. And uh, it's like, well, it's like, well, you were late. It's like, yeah, there wasn't any parking or anything. Like, it's all good. And it's like, no, but you were late though for pickup. So did you read the parents like manual for pickup? It's like, yeah, I read it. It's like, well, you know that every for every like minute you're late or whatever, you pay a dollar. And it's just like, oh, okay. So he gets out his wallet. He's like, well, here's five. I don't have change or whatever. It's like, well, don't worry. The first one's free. It's like, why are you telling me this? <laughs> what is going on? He's like, what the fuck? He, he just like freaks out Bill Burr style. And the, but there is like in the end, it's very, it is kind of a good finish to the entire movie. Like there's some really good comedy to it. Bill Burr is a, I think he, he has some great comedy. Yes, His stand up is very good. And I like, it's, it's nice to see him take a break from his complete screaming yeah. like stuff, you know, like <laughs> F is for family comedy yeah, yeah. and kind of break out of that and kind of say like, yeah, like I get it. I get the world we live in, you know, so that is a nice thing to see. Um, but check it out for Bokeem Woodbine one what, for sure. Um, I did want to say this, though. I did recently watch um, The Drop which is James Gandolf James Gandolfini's uh last movie James Gandalf. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and um and with Tom Hardy in it and they uh basically James Gandolfini owns a bar uh that is a drop for um like uh like a, a mafia. Okay. And he he's like they don't he doesn't really have anything to do with it except for the fact that he runs this bar with Tom Hardy. And uh, it, as it's like on popular nights, especially like the Super Bowl, like they use it as a major drop for like laundering money mm. from all these other places. It's a movie? Yeah, it's a movie. And so it really just kind of goes around and mostly it will focus on like Tom Hardy and kind of his uh, very relaxed and under the radar lifestyle that he lives and uh, the relationship he kind of builds with a with a woman uh, throughout the whole thing, and it starts to kind of it, it, you find out it starts to unravel more and more about like their past together, mm. and um, like they they talk about how like people have disappeared. They talk about how the movie the mafia moved in, um, and you start to kind of really see everybody's true nature, I guess, in this movie. Um, that should be very unassuming. Yeah, and uh, it was it was really good. Like it's not like some action super packed. Like I think that the vibe of it is very good. It gives off a very cold, um, great winter movie vibe. Oh, nice. Okay, you know that you can watch it. And I love I, like you know kind of the a borough of like New York or New Jersey or whatnot and that kind of thing. Walking through the city and the neighborhoods, like and uh, like the small town, like this is my bar kind of mentality. Um, it's a really cool movie. I would highly recommend it. It's a good, it's a good like hour forty five. Cool. I want to say so, so. Not on Netflix. Not on Netflix. I don't know if it's on that. <laughs> Maybe it's on Netflix. Damn I don't it. know. But great movie, and I don't want to say too much because I don't want to give anything away. Okay. So speaking of Netflix, you know, you guys know I fucking love documentaries especially like sports related there's one about beckham on netflix now 
David Beckham. I think it's called Beckham. Bend it like Beckham. No, just oh. do not watch that. <laughs> oh, okay, do that's not a, watch that's that. A documentary. <laughs> that's, that's what I thought it was. Don't. Don't, Don't watch, watch that. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. No, David Beckham. <laughs> David Beckham has an incredible story. Whether you like soccer or not, I don't. Will you, you I just sh- should. <laughs> it's called football. Let's go. Right, right. Well, uh, quick call on the soccer. Yeah, yeah, quick call on soccer. It's it's he him, the his life of of him coming up as the next like great one, but then marrying a Spice Girl in one of the most popular bands in the world, and the the tailwind that surrounded them during that time of them just wanting to be a family and, and just be together. But then the tab, like everyone chasing them, they were the most popular people in the world when that happened. And then him still having to perform at world cups and like perform on the pitch. Like it's, it's, I love anything true story documentary where you're hearing it from their words and you're like going, Oh geez, I didn't know that. I didn't realize you had to go through that. I didn't realize your wife and kid were getting death threats because you missed a shot in a game. You know, like it's 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 an interesting world. That is a and Beckham's just still a very attractive man (laughs) at probably fifty something (laughs) years old. Good lord, that guy's got some great hair. Him and Henrik Lundqvist, man. Yeah, you're like how Mm. how do you do that? How do I do that? Well, you'd be Swedish. You have to be Swedish oh, okay. first or English, I guess, <laughs> yeah. then. Yeah, no, it makes sense. It makes that's, sense. That's a great, that's a fun, like I said, whether you like soccer or not, that's a fun one. Cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy, you got you got a watch? I, I kind of go through this cycle where I like watch the same movies over and over again. I yeah. do too, man. So like I wa- I had like my biannual rewatch of uh, Catch Me If You Can. Yes. Nice. <laughs> I fucking love that That just movie, popped dude. up on something. Was that is that Netflix, I think? I think it just popped up oh, on, yeah. an, on a streaming service. The only thing I don't like about that movie is Tom Hanks' horrendous Boston <laughs> accent. Like yeah. it's, He puts it on thick. Knock, knock. Knock, knock, knock. I'll tell you what my knock. favorite Tom Hanks part of that movie, though, is like where he almost catches DiCaprio in his yes. hotel room and he sneaks out and then like he's like hey watch my wallet for me and then like Tom Hanks puts it together and he looks out the window and Leo's escaping and just Tom Hanks delivery of oh god damn it like it's <laughs> oh, just god damn it it's perfectly Tom Hanks it's so funny but man that movie that movie rules we should do a top five Tom Hanks movies oh my god oh, yeah. you Tom, gotta go Tom top Hanks 20 of well, yeah, and, no and I wonder. Help me if I'm if I'm wrong here. Like sometime we don't have if we do like a top five thing. I don't want to do where we're each individually doing a top five. I want to do like a roundtable discussion to come up with our top five. Oh yeah, where yeah. we yeah. have so, to come in agreements to be like, okay, as a group we it'll agree. Be, it'll be like a draft, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Do do like a bracket. Get like sixteen of them and then pitch Shit. two movies together. Where we basically okay. Then we have to sit here and go, guys. Okay, mashup number one is. Tom Hanks and Catch Me if, if You Can versus Tom Hanks and Joe versus the Volcano. Right. It's like, okay, well, <laughs> okay. I think we can all agree that it's Catch Me Joe if You Joe versus can. Volcano had a good season, but they're not Here's, last. Very I didn't long. know we were going to do a top seed versus a bottom seed, but that's, that's fine. The only I was going to say, what's, what's the top seed Tom Hanks movie? That's pro- I mean, you're going to have to say something obvious like Forrest Gump. I mean, okay, okay. Or... or, or uh no I think I, a, I think I would go for this it. is a yeah. done deal do? we, this is a done deal in January we are doing Tom Hanks bracket Hankuary yeah. <laughs> on air <laughs> sixteen Tom, seats Jan- got to be like angels and demons or something right? I know right Jan- <laughs> you Hanks yeah. oh jeez Tom you wary Tom you wary I think that's Hanks. the way to go you're I'm welcome down. for the million dollar idea Hank well, 
Thanks for nothing, I guess. <laughs> wow. Well, speaking of Leonardo DiCaprio and Catch Me If You Can, I, I will be remiss to not talk about Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, I haven't seen the that. New yet. Scorsese. Where Scors- can I see that at? Scorsese. You can see it in theaters right now. Ah. Or uh, Apple TV soon. Is it the best movie you've ever seen? No. <laughs> but it is very, very good. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Good. I almost got him. <laughs> it's uh like what people are saying about it is that it's very long. It's like three and a half hours. As it, expected. It is a trek, um, but it doesn't really feel like that unless you have asthma and you are in a theater <laughs> full of people and you just swallowed on your you, you inhaled your own spit. Oh. And so that happened to me and I had to pee. And so it was like it, <laughs> Did you use run pee time? I did. Run no, wait, time. no, I didn't know. It's I the best. Yeah. Um amateur the movie's great i mean it's it's basically you know these people uh, of the osage um getting killed one by one systematically by these white people who want to uh get their fortune so they basically like wolves kind of marry into this tribe uh these women and they um you know like i said kill them one by one or like make them uh not human anymore they they kind of they get rid of them in in a certain way to uh inherit their fortune um very shitty stuff but it's basically like about that and the birth of the fbi Whoa. and uh robert de niro kind of plays this uh this uh land mogul who is basically he says he's you know very loved by these osage uh people but is also masterminding this whole thing and it's like getting especially leo who was coming back from the war saying like, yeah, you need to get into with this. And so it's basically like, it's, it is really like a love story of like Leonardo DiCaprio and, uh, Lily Gladstone's character. Um, cause he does love her, but he's also doing really shitty things, like very, very heinous things to her own people. Yep. And, uh, so there's that kind of dichotomy Dances with in wolves. there. Yeah. Basically. I mean the, the horror version of dances, dances mm. with wolves avatar. And the horror point, version of Avatar. Cool. Like how it. far? How far into the movie does it take for uh, Gimme Shelter to play? Oh uh, well, you know, <laughs> it's the opening it track. Is, it is it's a, the opening it track. It is a native version of it, but it's, it's playing on, <laughs> on drums. Uh, it's um, yeah, it's 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 very very good. Sorry, go ahead. It's very good. Yeah, obviously it's Scorsese, but it's just Duh. it's just great seeing him literally still killing it like i can't believe that i can say that i've seen like maybe four or five scorsese movies in theaters that have that's pretty cool recently come that out. just came out yeah um and then obviously to go back through his career and see all those but then like he's releasing movies while i'm still alive i like i was never alive when i guess i was but i wasn't really in film when stanley kubrick was releasing right, movies right right um and so it's great to have probably the greatest American director of all time still at it and still just as passionate Doing about good. it. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's just a treat, man. And uh, I highly recommend it when, whenever you get the chance, you know, just know that it's going to take an evening. I can't remember um, if I had mentioned this to you or not, but literally while we were there, 
in Los Angeles. And during the concert that we were in Los Angeles to go see, we stopped at this restaurant, like kind of a quick eat place. And there was this couple of people next to us that said they went and saw a screening of that, Mm. that directly after Martin Scorsese was there and doing a panel and doing a Q and a, wow. And I'm like in LA in LA. And I'm just, I'm thinking about that. And I'm just like, that means that I was ba- I was probably like within a five block radius of Mar- Martin Scorsese <laughs> yeah. at this point, and you just kind of think about that. You're like, that's why people come here. <laughs> that's why yeah. for that like, off chance encounter. Yeah, th- those like off chance encounters that you're just like like I wouldn't be surprised to see him walk into this place called Fat Sal's, right? Like <laughs> yeah. that. You're, it, it, it's those kind of weird happenings that I was like, I it makes you it, that's that's the kind of shit that gives me FOMO. You yeah. know, yeah. like being missing, like knowing that I was around somewhere close to that opportunity, you know, yeah, and then and then it sets reality sets in. And you're like, well, at least my rent's not forty five hundred a month. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my rent. Yeah. Not my mortgage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I well, like that. You I, know. I can always visit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's nice to visit. It really it's is. nice to visit. But yeah, I was just I remember thinking about that. Uh little happenstance it's just so interesting well we're all so happy you always join us for these fun little brunch episodes jeremy it's been awesome to have you in the studio today man what 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 do you want to promote man where can people find you at i know a lot of people are like who's that jeremy guy you guys really got to work on putting people on the spot (laughs) right no i don't know uh check out jeej talk um that's kind of what i'm doing uh the most these days um getting ready to release some original music so keep an eye out on there Also, I just want to say thank you to you guys because I'm sure most of you, probably none of your audience knows this, but um, around the time that I was working with you guys, it was sort of helping me building my resume in the field of video production and everything. And actually, one of the reasons that I had to leave was because I landed a new job that I absolutely love, which is involved in video production and stuff. So I owe a lot to you guys specifically for that because there was an episode of Confused Breakfast podcast included in my video portfolio which <laughs> nice. no doubt helped me land the job and i believe uh if i remember correctly mike schulte was one of my references for i that did job. i talked to your boss or something like that he's like uh, uh, it's like hey can you tell me more about this jeremy jacobs i was like first of all it's Mr. Amazing to you, <laughs> to me and he literally is the only reason my podcast is successful and so I would hope you would not hire him so that I could keep using him. And then, and then he's like, okay, that's good. And I, and I have uh, You know, then, in, in, rec- in uh, retrospect, I probably should have asked one of the other two guys. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, as I was saying nice things about you, I was thinking like, does this sound, am I being too nice? Like, am I, <laughs> is this too much? Yeah. Do I have to say, yeah, but one of his flaws is, I don't know, he's really tall. <laughs> I don't know, he's sometimes, tall. sometimes when you're in the room with him, you feel really small. I like to lord over people <laughs> you'll be intimidated by him but uh don't let it get to you yeah i'm glad so, i'm glad you're still there and i'm glad you're loving it man yeah yeah well i mean it seems like this little hobby of yours is uh <laughs> <laughs> he's like man the studio wasn't like this when i worked this for is yeah. turning into a, a bit of a lucrative little uh little shindig you guys got going on here I'm, a I'm, little bit no, for real though, I'm really stoked to see you guys are are doing uh, some really awesome things. It's good to see you, man. I yeah. appreciate you coming in. Yeah, definitely. It's great having you in the studio. It's a uh, far cry from AJ's basement. Uh, it's like AJ's basement, 
but we're not in AJ's <laughs> <But basement. not. laughs> Whatever. Okay. Well, I'd like Jeremy. To say, I'd like to that say was a that, haiku. That was a haiku. I'd like to say that I'm uh, willing to come back anytime, but let's be honest, you guys can't afford me. <laughs> I knew I got him. I knew it. Dang it. Well, he hiked his prices. He yeah. hiked his prices. Well, we'll see you uh, for St. Elmo's Fire on Wednesday. See you soon, everyone. Goodbye. Woo! Goodbye. Love you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.